to Sacrifice to Success podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of The Forgotten Heart Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes that they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome, everybody. So today, my guest's name is Carlo Rivas. Did I say it right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. Well, welcome, Carlos. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me today. Absolutely. So usual questions start with most people. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. So uh, I'm a serial tech entrepreneur. So I have 17 years of experience in um, entrepreneurship around the world. So I'm from Italy, but I also have done business in Europe and US as well. And... um, so the journey was a long journey. So I started with uh, my f- first company after I graduated in computer science. And I started a company in the music industry because I loved music. So for 10 years, I ran a company inside with these, these sectors. But uh, my second love was technology. And so I always work with other companies in consultant ways, training as a trainer, professional trainer as well. And so on the side work, work. And, uh, and finally, I created my, my company called Innovation Discovery. And uh, I started helping others in design innovation, go-to-market strategies for complex project, project around technologies. So I run also several startups as well uh, because of this. And right now, we are more designed as a strategy think tank. So okay. what we do is we helping other companies, any type of companies, in uh, go to the next level thanks to innovations. Because today, if you don't innovate, you are not really surviving this market. Yeah, everything changes so fast, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've even seen that. Just like stuff that was working last year is it doesn't work this year, and you're like, that, that's <laughs> not very long. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, that is a really issue today because it's also hard also for large corporations understanding what will be the next big thing for the next five years, for example. Yeah. And it's really hard to design that and to define that. And so you just must be ready, you know, to, you have to change your mindset and be ready to adapt as fast as you can uh, for the next uh, big thing. <laughs> okay, cool. So you guys, you come in and you work with the company and like help them figure out what could be next and give them direction in shaping the future? Yes, it really depends. So there are, if there are startups or companies that are already innovative enough, so they already have a novel product, we help them with a go-to-market to properly arrive into the market with some technological stuff because okay. there are always skepticism or gap in technology knowledge into the market, and you have to proper attract this kind of proper in entering into the market with this kind of technologies or you are maybe a regular business that you want to innovate but you don't know how to innovate mm. today so we help you design it and make sure that this is proper aligned with your specific market cool that's awesome okay so i want to go back for a second because i'm a musician and i love music so i want to i want to hear tell me a little bit about the music technology company that you had 
No, music was a really, uh, you know, we had we provided any type of services around music. So we didn't work a lot with technology in general, but in, in specific, but was more <clears throat> providing a service audio tournees and uh, organizing events and so on. So we provided everything around the music, but also sometimes, you know, um, also computers for audio studio. So yeah. as a, um, we love to be you know, one shop point for, 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 for musicians and for organizers, so to everything around music. And uh, cool. but and that was just you know my love for music that uh, arrived to this kind of company. Yeah, nice. So, are do you do you play? Are you a musician, or do you just, are you just a music aficionado? You love listening. <laughs> yes, I, I played for twenty years with my band. Nice. So yes. Yeah, so what do you play? Uh, uh, guitar. So um, okay. I play guitar. Suppose, suppose normally play guitar, and also I, I sing. I sang in the band because today too busy with innovation, and also you know that like, this is my new new full time passion. Let's say I have yeah. also kids, uh, so and uh, you, you have to do a trade off. You know, you have to choose what you can do in your free time when you have kids. There are not so many free times available. Yeah. So you have kids? Yes, I'm three. Three kids. How old are they? So they are four, ten, and eleven. Okay, nice, awesome. So you, yeah, you're you're a little bit ahead of me there. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, it's uh, but it's great. You know, it's a full time job, but it's uh, something that you get a lot of of, of things in returns. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you you've obviously had like a really interesting kind of journey in entrepreneurship that has led you to to where you are now. Um, what do you, what do you feel like kind of drove you into, to what you are doing now? Like what was behind that? You know, it's, uh, exploring, like, uh, exploring and curiosity. So I, I was always curious about everything. So technology in particular. So in the high school, I learned, um, electronics, uh, chemistry, physics, uh, different stuff, you know, and, uh, technology always fascinated me. So, and I always follow my curiosity. Also for mm. stuff that maybe didn't bring me anything in returns, but just, you know, knowledge sometimes, or just satisfied my, my passions. And uh, this helps me a lot to be, you know, to get a lot of different point of views because knowing different stuff, you know, and yeah. innovation is extremely important because you need to, to be not focused on something on a specific vertical to be really innovative because uh, innovations come from cross sectors cross technologies. So when you mer start merging different technologies, you find the most disruptive technology. And, uh, and so uh, following all my passions and all this kind of stuff helped me a lot as entrepreneur, because uh, uh, I was not stuck inside something, you know, yeah. and it happens a lot of time with, uh, with companies and uh, that you are so focused on your product that you forget to that uh, the customer or what exactly outside or to 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 looking around what what also other competitors or in other sectors they are doing that you can bring into your sector mm -hmm. um, yeah that's super interesting a, a couple points one i love the curious thing because that's that's something that i feel like kids get it they're curious about everything oh like what happens if i break this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know like oh okay that's what happens <laughs> 
Um, and, you know, we tend to kind of to lose some of that like curiosity. So I love that you've got held on to that and like let it kind of take you where you go. Um, it's also really interesting this point you bring up about the like cross sector thing. Um, I've been doing some reading and it's, it's interesting like how we kind of evolved as a species to have all of these people who are specialists, right? Like we've got all, okay, we got the baker and then we've got the, you know, the ironsmith, we got all these different things, but now we, we need more people who aren't just specialized so we can see like all the moving pieces and the parts of the bigger picture, because otherwise we're just all in like our silos, like with our <laughs> blinders on doing our thing. So I think this is a really cool, like spot that you've created for yourself. Yes, no, uh, absolutely. But in particular for innovation, you must be a visionary of what will be next. Mm -hmm. And the experts of a specific uh, sector is an expert of what are, was before, mm -hmm. not after. And uh, so you, you must be, you know, uh, an artist also. So, in, mm -hmm. uh, so probably my background also in music helped me, you know, to, to, to evaluate the future. But in the same time that you don't have to be too visionary because maybe it's not possible to to achieve that kind of results today or in the next 10 years mm -hmm. and uh, and so in this case you then go to the, with the experts speaking with them in order to be sure that what you have uh, have imaginated could be real, um, doable today and about curiosity it's it's, <laughs> it's really what you say because you know that kids are learning so fast they are incredible mm -hmm because they are curious. So why do we have to miss this during, to, to lose these uh, capabilities during the age? Because this really accelerates a lot our capacity to, to collect information and to learn information you know, around yeah. and become the best version of, of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so interesting how we, we're kind of born with these innate things that can lead us to really cool places. And I don't know what happens. Like, why do we stop being curious? <laughs> it's weird, you know? But probably, you know, also the education system uh, here yeah. is playing a, a big role on this, you know, that uh, we are teaching more you know, knowledge, just fixing knowledge instead of tools, methodologies, and uh, yeah. let us go outside and be creative with uh, math, with physics, with everything. Yeah. Um, but it's not so, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right there. Um, okay, cool. So what is a, a challenge, like one challenge in particular that stands out to you that you've had, you've faced in your entrepreneurial career? Oh, you know that uh, one of the biggest challenges was uh, uh, following one of my passions, so because one of my <laughs> idea, you know, because after eight years of my first business, I was pretty in good standing, so I'm in good situation. And uh, I wanted to start my own uh, venues uh, for music and so mm. on, uh, because I had the idea to create a particular type of venues uh, where it was a more a community of musicians to perform different things, uh, labs and so on. And uh, I started it. Uh, also, the, the, the city was really amused about these, uh, this opportunity inside the city. But my, my city was not ready for that, you know, was not the right place. So this make me really struggle for a year, try to survive. And I learned a lot of things because when you are in challenges, in these largest challenges without, you know, you're draining money to do something. 
mm-hmm. and uh, things are not going as expected. Uh, so people are not supportive as they promised you, and so on. Uh, you understand that you need to act differently. You know, to, you need to be prepared in a different ways and to evaluate things uh, more than uh, you, you guess in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And what bring me to understand that uh, uh, validation is crucial and you have to validate everything with some real proof, not because just people tell you that, uh, told you that they want to do something they really believe on on your project is not enough. Mm -hmm. Before make big investments, large investments, you you must be 100% sure that it will work in that ways and be ready to adapt and change as fast as you can. Also, in, in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. totally. Because otherwise, it's uh, when you are stuck there. It's, it's you know you can continue to go down, down, and down. So you must find figure out a way out as soon as possible. Yeah. So how did you find your way out of that one? So <laughs> that's uh, was hard because you know I I, I lease the, the venue for a year, so I had to pay the, the venue. So I started you know to, to try to to change the concept, to bring on board new partners, to make me at least cover expensive. And uh, uh, on the side, uh, starting the new business, the new business line that collect money to pay the bills on the other side, because I understood that I choose the wrong place. And uh, this is another of the biggest mistakes that normally startups do, because you are in a specific city, you think that you can, you have to start from here, from there, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is crazy because uh, you have limited. You are limited in resources. You have limited time, limited uh, money, limited people. So you must start from the best place in the world of your type of business. In that case, yeah. and uh, whatever it is, also if it's in Asia, if in Europe instead of uh, US, so it's uh, you have really. And this is crucial to be succeed. You know, and uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I learned later, so and now I'm, I, I need to <laughs> think in proper, most more properly way, you know. Yeah, no, those are those are such good points, and like that's thank you for sharing because that's kind of like part part of the point of this podcast is to like, hey, let's share with each other, like, hey, here's how to avoid some things that I learned the hard way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the future. Um, awesome. So, your dad. Tell me about how how you navigate that being a business owner and being a parent uh, at the same time. What have you found? Yeah, what have you learned in that process? You know that uh, uh, before my first daughter uh, arrived, uh, I didn't have time. So I, I didn't have a schedule. So I, I work anytime. So my, my wife was... Uh, was supporting me in some part of the business. So, you know, I arrived home for the dinner. After dinner, we continued talking about the business because we worked together. So it was something like never ending. Also, if I love it, because it was, was my passion, you know? Yeah. Uh, but after my first daughter arrived, uh, I wanted to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. So I tried to understand how change this kind of attitude. And most of the time, you know, it's, it's an attitude. So. Uh, we lose most of our time doing nothing. <laughs> so uh, I, I think you get you you know the, the rules twenty eighty. So normally eighty percent of our business is done by twenty percent of our efforts. Mm-hmm. So the results, the business results, and uh, 
So we need to be sure to be really effective in what we are doing and take our time off. So I try to work less than eight hours if I can. So normally I try to stay up to six hours per day <clears throat> and take the time to recover and let my brain do their job. Because normally we work so hard, so much, that we don't have time, we don't give the time to our brain to organize the, the things, the thoughts that we had, the, all, everything that happens during the day. Mm -hmm. And this is extremely important. So working less time, having more time with the family, in, in, in the end, you will be a better entrepreneur because you will be more effective. So today I, I can do things that normally needs four people to do that, mm -hmm. but not because I'm better than others, but more because I'm more effective than others. And so I can prioritize more in a better way it's because we are focused normally on 10 things, but just two probably are important. The other will be important in three, six months from now. And at that time, maybe are not important anymore or are not useful, uh, useful anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you need really to change, you know, uh, the way you are working. Yeah. You're getting super, super efficient and focused on what's most important for sure. I love that. Um, I think a lot of times people, it's it's hard for them to to actually do that and see the possibility of of making that happen. So, what would you say to somebody who's like, "I get, no, that's not. I'm sure you could do that, Carla, but that's that is not going to work for me." Yeah, uh, yeah. You know that you also another thing that I see a lot of in the people, they don't ask help. Mm. Go uh, go out. So there are, you know, many people on LinkedIn is really easy to be connected with people of any type, and but also friends and so you you cannot know everything. So you you must learn. That is the faster way than to to go over and to be effective. But uh, go out and ask for help. A lot of people wants to provide you helps for free and uh, giving advice and so on, um, because. When you start really understanding what you are doing, so what's the challenges that you have to face, what is uh, the priority that you must have, everything will be smooth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hire some people and delegate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and, the beginning uh, could be really yeah. expensive, but that is uh, absolutely, in particular, delegate. The capacity of delegate is, is really tough, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think you're right. You know, there are plenty of people who uh, would be happy to give you a little uh, up a little bit of their time to give you some some knowledge if you simply reach out and just see. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, people are willing to help, you know. And also remember to normally ask at least three different people of the mm. same sector what do you have to do for a specific task. For example, if you want to design a go-to-market strategy. You should ask to many people as possible, but normally ask at least at least to three. But before asking to them, go to read at least three of the best practices around your 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 go to market, mm. because most of the time you know that consultants are you know they have their own mindset, their own ideas about something, but doesn't mean that fits really to you. Right. So going out, 
try, trying to get information is really easy today. What are the best 10 methodologies to, uh, to go yeah. for a go to market for specific industry? You find a lot of uh, blogs about that, three, three, two, four, five, and you will identify, you know, the basements. So the, the things that are more or less equal to every blocks and something mm -hmm. specific, something really smart that you you could love or not. Then go to the, to the consultants. They provide free consultations most of the time. So also company that provides specific service, 30, 30 minutes, 60 minutes of course for free. Mm -hmm and try to understand what they are saying, but challenging them with what you learn. Mm -hmm. Why this instead of this? What do you think about this kind of methodologies? And normally you will find also based on your on the answer, if this is a consultant that will help you or is just a consultant that wants to sell you something. Because mm -hmm. if he's starting answering why a specific methodology is good or not, he knows the stuff. If he's saying just, oh, yes, but that, that doesn't work. So why doesn't work? Mm -hmm. So it's mean that he, he really doesn't know it, you know, that, uh, and then you can really understand what you have to do properly. You know, now yeah. you have a, a good picture, a good landscape of what you have to do next. Bringing that curiosity thing right back around. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Today, you know that in business, in my opinion, there is possible everything and the opposite of everything. Also, when you, you know, um, we have a lot of examples of the unicorn on the market. Mm -hmm. So uh, large corporations say, no, that's not possible. SpaceX is an example. Now the engineers told uh, Elon Musk that, no, it's not possible to create a reusable rocket space, rocket ship. But he did it with guys, uh, PhD guys. Because mm -hmm. they was curious about, oh, wow, this is a challenge. Maybe we can do that. Yes, I don't know if it's possible or not. Let's, let's try it. And, uh, and so, yes, so you, you must be so, you know, you I must see, you must be sure that what you have in mind, it will be possible, but you have just to figure it out how. Mm -hmm. So you must be sure that, okay, I have to create the roadmap to it and must be based on... Uh, of on proof on reality because maybe i can do it you know in 10 years and mm -hmm. 100 millions okay so you have to create <laughs> properly the roadmap to, to that because uh, if you are not a billionaire <laughs> you need to find the 100 millions you know? <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> oh man i feel like you're giving such great stuff um so what do you what do you feel like one of your your proudest moments in business have been? Sorry, say again the question. What's one of your most proud moments uh, of entre being an entrepreneur? All right. So uh, some years ago, I jumped into a, a company uh, as a CEO. I got uh, I I met this uh, PhD genius uh, about uh, cardiovascular mathematics. Mm. It was something totally new for me. So I learned mathematics, I was in advanced mathematics for computer science, but never something like cardiovascular mathematics. Is, uh, totally I've never <laughs> even heard that term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's something new. It's pretty new. It's a new matter for, I think it started in 2014, something like that. Okay. And there are really a few universities in the world doing this one. And it was, you know, the cross industries, cross sectors, I think that I told you before. 
mm-hmm. to advance, to make more uh, advanced discoveries in uh, medicine, they start using mathematics with, uh, uh, with medicine together. Mm. Uh, and uh, doctors and mathematicians was not able to speak uh, one of each, each other's because that, that mindset is totally different. So they started creating this 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 uh, this figure, this this new job. So the mathematicians with the, with the medical knowledge to advance in this matter. So long story short, so I bring this uh, PhD project, and in a couple of years uh, we arrive on the market with a five million valuation of uh, the first investments. Um, with uh, top partners, top industry partners on board, uh, with piloting with them, and so this will be that would be the possible exit strategy for the company, and also sitting on uh, on the table of the FDA, that is the largest um, organization for medical research in, in the world, and all of this without knowing the sectors, you know, because I was mm-hmm. not coming from the life science. I was also nominated one of the 30 rising leaders in the life science in uh, 2019. And so this was really, th- this is an example of curiosity, you know, when you are yeah. curious about something, you can really grow really fast in a specific sector. Also, if you are not uh, uh, really aware about the sector. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Man, man, you've done a lot of cool things, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, because of curiosity, you know, that I, I really yeah. love that. And I love to, you know, to partners, to collaborate with tons of different startups. I spent a lot of time with companies as well, speaking about technologies and innovations. Because in the end, also if I don't get cash or anything in returns as a monetary, you know, with money or something like that, mm-hmm. I get knowledge. So. Yeah. Because uh, I uh, I'm always updated about latest projects and so on because I speak with a lot of founders with a lot of uh, partners outside so and this bring let me uh, you know think in a different ways and helping much better my clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my next question I've been asking this question ever since I started my podcast, but I feel like you've already kind of answered it. So if there's anything outside of that. Um, what makes you feel fully alive? You know, that's that's this. You know, working, f- following my passions. So, for example, right now, I don't know if I will do this forever. Normally, this is my goal for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. So I know that for the next ten years, I want to do this. In the next ten years, I will discover what will be next. You know, and normally I change. Uh, also with the innovation uh, the, the music industry. Every year, year and a half, I started new services, you know, to try to work in different uh, things at the same time, also if in the same sector. Uh, and so, so yes, I, I love to do that. I love to work with innovations and to founders and uh, business owners and so on. So, and helping them growing, you know, because uh, when they will grow, they will grow, I will grow as well, and uh, they can bring also some really impact to the world as well. Yeah, yeah. I knew that was going to be your answer. It was obvious in the whole conversation that the work you do <laughs> it very much excites you. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, where can people find out more information about you, contact you? So the best way is on LinkedIn. So looking for Carlo Revis. <laughs> so I know that probably is uh, it's hard. So... 
but uh, on, on orinnovation-discovery.com is the website of my company and they can jump on my LinkedIn profile as well from there. So it's uh, easier to contact me directly. So they can also book meetings with me as well. So they would love to, uh, to speak about their projects and whatever. Awesome. Sounds great. Any uh, last parting words you'd love to leave? Any more wisdom up there? So uh, for entrepreneurship, uh, become a master of a problem, not of a solution. Ooh. So most of the time, you know, that uh, a lot of everyone is developing some solutions, but most of the time, also your customer is not really aware about the problems, you know, it's not really have a deep understanding of the problems or because the problem is always, has been always solved in a specific way, they are not looking for solutions like yours. Mm-hmm. So becoming a master into the problem, you are really able to sell everything to anybody. You know, you have to able to address the, the message in different ways and understanding really how to develop a solution that really fixes the problem completely and mm-hmm. be the master in your sector. Awesome. That's that's such good advice. I've definitely, I'm sure anybody can raise their hands has made a solution that w- the market didn't ask for. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's amazing advice. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Carlo. It's been truly a pleasure, and I appreciate you sharing all of your your knowledge with us and spending some time with me today. Thank you again for inviting me. I'm really happy to, to be host for you. Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.